Good evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to Pine Views Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, my name is Anthony and this is Brenda. And we'd like to thank you for joining us today. And we're going to uh, actually, we're going to pick up where we left off the last time we were teaching on spiritual uh, transformation by meditating God's word. Uh, one thing I, I want to share with everybody before I start. Today has been a banner day. My great, my first great grandson was born at 9.36 this morning. <laughs> Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> yes. Great grandson. And that is uh that's something. He's a healthy little fella. Mom and dad are doing fine. And, you know, another another soldier in the kingdom, you know, another member. And I'm just, you know, looking forward to what his life is gonna be. You know. And I and I said if I can get oh, about thirty-four more years with him, you know. <laughs> you know, right right about that time, I'll be about a hundred years old or something like that, you know. That'd be about right. Maybe I might get a chance to see the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> but with that, that all said, you know, we, we really just thank God for, uh, you know, my grandson and uh, him stepping up and wanting to take care of his family. You know, and that's, I thank God for that. Amen. Uh, my grandson was the one that was playing the drums at the hospital. Uh, the memorial the service, yes. Okay. Yeah, so he plays at a couple churches. And so I know he's hearing the word while he's praying. But I say now it's time to apply it. Yeah. Because somebody is depending on you. Parents. Parents. They depend on us. And this lesson falls right into that. Meditating on God's word. Okay, you want to flip the script? Next one. Oh, go ahead. Brenda, could you open us up in prayer? Yeah, sure. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for this opportunity to come before you, Lord God, and study your word. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that you will impart to us the new knowledge that you desire to give us. Lord, we thank you that we are open, ready, receiving vessels for your word tonight. We thank you that it, that it is planted in good soil. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Uh, we like to thank uh, our pastors and all the elders and the leaders of this church uh, for, you know, just giving us opportunity to share. Amen. You know, we're not in here trying to impress you with how much we know, but we just like to share with you what, you know, God has shown us. And so we thank you for you. You're, you guys coming out. We appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Meditating on God's word causes a rewrite of the dis and destruction of the old Babylonian falling man thinking and replaces it with the thoughts and plans of God for us. I know I probably have to talk up and because I, I got to look back because I don't have my notes don't fit my sheet. But we'll get through this. Amen. As we discussed before. You know one of our theme verses, as a man thinks in his heart, right? Mm -hmm. 
That's the crux of everything, every issue of life. Amen. Because life is going to go by us one way or the other. People die, people born, married, you know, life goes on, right? Right. But how you think, you, you are a spirit mm -hmm. that has a soul, your chooser, your thinker, and that is affected by words, by what you allow to seed into your, your, your uh, I'm going to say into your soul. Not your spirit. If you are born again, your spirit is sealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that means so all the good stays in and, and none of the bad can get in. We have that, that measure of faith that God gives to each and every man. Amen. And all we have to do is take the seed of his word and activate faith in our lives. Amen. There's a way of thinking that is not godly. It's an ungodly way of thinking. Uh, this is just an example. Somebody does something to me, I'm going to get them back. That's not, that's not godly. No. Uh, if I have a need, I have to go ahead and uh, make my way and make it happen. And people say, yeah, that sounds right. If you want something, you know, you need to work at it. But in the kingdom of God, which we're citizens of, if you have a need, sow a seed. Because we reap what we sow. And with this lesson, we're going to look at the sowing of the word of God in us. It will come back with the positive response that God intended for it to do. For he said, my word will what? Never return to me void, but it will prosper and accomplish the thing which I sent it to do. Amen. Okay, so that's where we're going. Okay, click. Okay, oh yeah. Now these are the thoughts. I'm, I'm, I... Thank you, Lord. Okay, these are thoughts. You've heard it said, your thoughts are not my thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways in the Bible. But in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, mm -hmm. not evil, and to give you an expected end. That way of thinking, God has a thought process for who we are. We are his children. Mm -hmm. We are called sons of God. We are born, born again into this new family. We're a new person all together. Old things have passed away and all things have become new, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, we still live in the same body. We still know what we know before we made that decision to give our life to Christ. We haven't forgotten. We haven't forgot the things that we've seen and played before our eyes. And all that affects how we, how we operate in this world. Right. The things that we've experienced, correct? Now, we transform our mind 
by the renewing of it with the word of God. Because as I said before, the word of God is alive. It's not just words on a book that you read, but it's actually God breathed words to us. Inspired by the men wrote, inspired by the Holy Spirit. What God wants us to do. Everybody say, well, I don't know what the will of God is. For me. It's in here. Amen. The will of God for you is in here. Mm -hmm. Okay. You already switched it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. You can read that. There you go. You got it. Okay. To meditate is to speak to yourself repeatedly. Not the problem, but the answer. Say what you want, not what you see. You cannot enjoy the promises and the plenty of God without first destroying the ungodly images that has been sown, built into your subconscious. The subconscious mind is designed to keep us in line with what we believe, even if it's a lie. Mm. When you, when you watch the news, when you see things go, go in front of your eyes, you have sometimes an automatic reaction to it. And it's based on what you believe, your, your uh, belief system. The word of God will cause you to use his word as a filter. You know, have you heard about eye gates? Have you ever heard anybody talk about eye gates, ear gates? That means that's where things come into your, to your mind and we're supposed to guard our heart, which is considered our spirit, and protect it. So the filter of the word of God comes, so the filter of the word of God comes through the things that we see in life. So it's like if I take off my glasses, I probably couldn't read, you know, what's going on real far. But if I put on my glasses, I put on the word of God, I can see a little clearer now. Yeah. And this is what the word of God is. It is, it is our look into me. I call it look into me and see. Look into me, intimacy, and see. Mm -hmm. So I would just want to add to that. So in thinking about... Um, you know, the things that we've seen and the things that we've heard as we grow up, we have to recognize that everything that we've learned was not true, was not right. So in recognizing that everything that we've learned wasn't true and wasn't right, then we, as, he's, as my husband said, have, it has to line up with the Word of God. So if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, even things that we've done sometimes for years and years and years, we have to be able to relinquish that and throw it out and then start anew with the Word of God, with what the Word of God says. Be, and, and that's just because the way sometimes the way we were raised, our parents did the best they know. They did what they felt was right, which was, you know, hey, that was the best they knew. But when we learn better, we do better. Amen? Amen. And to meditate, like it says, to speak to yourself repeatedly, the answer, not the problem. 
Have you ever looked at life that way? Don't bring me the problem, bring me the solutions. Or do you look at the problem and magnify the problem? Now, we're teaching a, a class here about trans, being transformed spiritually. And a lot of change that will come, it comes from our view. Do we view it from the problem or do we view it from the solution? Things that are, and I'm not going to run out of rabbit trail on this one, but the things that are going on in the world right now, do we look at it as a problem or do we know the solution? And if you know the Bible, the solution has already been given. Amen. Right? Amen. Everything that's happening, we're not, we're not caught off guard because no. it said this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So the world right now is focusing on the problem. But what's the solution? What is the solution? Does it say that there will be no wars or, you know, all this other stuff we see going on that, you know, things with temperature and things with uh, one nation against another nation, uh, pestilence and, you know, disease, famine in the world. Did the Bible say these things were going to happen? Amen. Amen. And what did it tell us to do? Hmm. Did it tell us to talk about the problem or to be get or to be ready? Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna say get ready, be ready. Amen. For my redemption draw off near. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, there, there's there's a time coming, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we're right in the middle of it. We're we're in and I'm I'm not going down that rabbit trail, but we're right in a good place. What a good time to be saved right now. Amen. Amen. It is. Because mm -hmm. I don't have any fear about what's going on over there. I'm looking for the inpouring because of the outpouring of the Spirit. I'm looking for this church to be filled up. I'm looking for people to want to come and find an answer. Mm -hmm. And I believe we have one Amen. to that to that problem of life. Amen. You hit the next one. Hit the switch. Yep, you got it. Okay. This is about how meditating on the word changes you. What's outside of you is a product of what is on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, okay, let's, let's back this up with a scripture. Matthew 12, 34, and 35. So, old generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Verse 35, a good man, out of the good treasures of the heart, bringeth forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures, bringeth forth evil things. What's on the inside of you, what's on the outside of you, is what's on the inside. And Jesus just explained it right here. You, ye being evil or not good, begin evil's win. O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart of mouth speaking. So Jesus said, a good, a good man. A good man 
out of the good treasure of his heart, bringing forth what? Good things. What's on the inside comes to the outside, and what's like the, what's on the outside is the product what's in that good man. Amen. Or that evil man. Or that evil man. Fear is not faith. Fear is being preached every day, 724. But you know what faith is too? We have that ability now. Right. 24 hours. It used to be years ago. I know you remember this, Brother Carl. There were only certain times, you know, that you would get the, 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 the Word of God on the Christian station uh -huh. and had a little block of time. And then TV used to go off at, what, 12 o'clock at night? Yeah. And you get that little circle thing. Yeah. And you didn't have 24 hours Word of God just coming out. We didn't have uh, YouTube, Facebook. And all these other things where you could hear the word of God preached over and over. We were excited about a 15 minute radio show. Mm -hmm. And would be there every day to listen to that 15 minute snippet of the word. Back, I say back in the 80s and 70s. You know, for the 60s. <laughs> Not me, but I'm, I'm talking to Brother Carl. <laughs> When the guy said, let there be light, no, okay, <laughs> I, I ain't going to mess with you. <laughs> Go ahead, babe. Uh, next slide. Okay. An inner image of lack will never produce an outer manifestation of plenty or abundance. An inner image of sickness will never produce an outer manifestation of healing and wholeness. So when we look at the word of God, we can recognize that whatever is in us, that is what's going to come out. So, um, you know, I recognize that, that, you know, one thing I recognize is that children know right away good and evil. They recognize it right away. If you ever see a baby, a baby that just scream at somebody for trying to get near them, they recognize the spirit. And if you and if you notice a baby, a strange baby just wanting to come near you, that's because their spirits are in tune. Their spirits are in tune with God. So whatever is on the inside of us, then that's what's going to come out. You know, I, I always say, you know, uh, the only thing that we can get back is what we give out. We give out good, we get good back. We give out evil, we get evil back. So whatever we're giving out, that's what's going to come back. Uh, an, in, an inner image of sickness will never produce an outward manifestation of healing or wholeness. Uh, we know that, you know, people get sick. We, we, we admit that. People get sick. Uh, there's disease in the world. And we know why it's like that. Uh, and we know that Jesus, by his stripes, we were healed. And we believe that. So I line up with what God says about me. Regardless of what I see. Regardless of the doctor's uh, diagnosis. I don't say things like my cancer, my arthritis, or my whatever, blood pressure, whatever. 
I don't, I don't claim them. I might say they diagnose something like that, but I, I do not claim them. And I, I see myself as whole. I see myself as healed because that's the way God sees me. And I meditate on that. Now, you know, just, just being honest and, and, and real transparent, uh, I had a diag diagnosis a few years back, right? I could have sat back and felt sorry for myself, you know, who woe is me and, and, you know, try and find out every little thing about it. But, you know, I, I just turned that over to God, you know. And, you know, we just watch him work. And I'm going to continue to trust God. Now, I will go to the doctors. I will make my appointments and do what I'm supposed to do. Because God gave us doctors to help in the healing process. Amen. But I believe that I am healed. Mm -hmm. You know, that, and I don't have, you know, I might not have the physical manifestation of it right now. But I believe I am healed. Amen. That's my faith. I believe I'm saved right now. Is there a manifestation? You know. The word trumps all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe what God says. Amen. So, with that, knowing, just walking on what you believe, what God said, let's go to the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5 and 25. And, you know, a lot of us are familiar with this story. You flipped it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Brandon got it? Okay. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and I've heard some people say, you know, it was you know, like a menstrual uh, thing, and she just kept bleeding. And she went to all kinds of doctors, and she had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but it grew worse. When she heard, I would, if I was, you know, in front of the whole church, I'd say, everybody say her. <laughs> but when she heard, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hmm. When she heard of Jesus and came in the press, behind and touched his garment. This is what she was meditating on. For she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Amen. Her mindset. And then, you know, I've heard different preachers tell the story. Some people say she crawled and, you know, she had to get through the crowd and you know, and you know, she was unclean, so she wasn't really making herself known. Because, you know, when Jesus got all these people, you know, Jesus said, Who touched me? She had to believe something. And it's from your belief, it caused an action. Mm -hmm. And she acted. Mm -hmm. And that's what faith is. You can say you believe, but faith without works is what? Yeah. So she put some action to her faith. Amen. So this is what any situation that you find yourself in, find the word of God about that situation. Amen. Run it over, mull it over in your mind over and over again and watch it go to work. Amen. And when you get a revelation of what it tells you to do, move on it. 
Move on it. And that's walking in faith. Amen. 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 I just want to add, she said, verse 28 said, for she said, and we have to recognize the power of words. Recognize the power of words. She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I know I'm going to be made whole. So the faith that he was talking about, we have to not only meditate on it and get it in our minds, but we have to actually speak something. We have to say something to this atmosphere in order for it to bring it back to us. Just like he's saying his body is healed, he says what the word of God says. So we have to say something. We can't just expect things to happen and not say something. Amen. Next slide, please. Oh, he's not. Thank you. Until you see your future... You will be stuck in your present. Remember what we can't see, we cannot become. This is why meditation is so important. Meditating is a way to secure your future without struggle. So it's really important for us to be able to see ourselves in certain lights. My husband and I, one thing that we've done throughout our marriage, we always like to see new stuff. We like to see different stuff. So we go to places that we've never been before. We, go, we do things that we've never done before. Because we, see, we know that if we can see it with our eyes, then we can, we can obtain it if that's the desire of our heart. So it's really important. You know, a lot of people, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying here, but I do know a lot of people that have not left their hometown ever. So sometimes you can't have more, or you can't be more, you can't do more because you haven't seen more. So it's, it's, it's important for us, even in our mind's eye. I know I was in class today with my first graders, and I read them a story, and I told them to close their eyes and visualize. And they were able to tell me back what I said to them by seeing it in their mind. I asked them, what did you see in your mind's eye? And they were able to tell me back. So sometimes we have to we have to have things even in our mind's eye to be able to see. You know, so it's really important that we we see new things, do new things, and go different places in order in order for God to just open us up to what what is to, to some things that we can have in life. And I, I want to talk about this from the angle of uh, spiritual transformation. And when I was Looking through this, it reminded me of uh, Pastor Chokotok. When we went to Columbia with them, was that 18? I'm not sure. It was 18, right before the pandemic, I think it was. Uh, he had what we call vision. Not with eyesight, but spiritual vision. And today, some of the things that he shared with me are coming to pass. He wanted to plant churches. He wanted to grow pastors. He wanted to see souls saved. He right. wanted to see whole towns, you know, just turn turn around. And now, from what I understand, that it's even went to another level mm-hmm. with with that mission. Mm-hmm. But he he was a, he is a man of vision. Amen. Not not necessarily this kind of vision, but right. spiritual eyesight. Right. So. When you say what you can't see spiritually, you cannot become. 
Now we use the word of God to give us vision. I am the righteousness of God. Isn't that what the word says? So do I look at myself as I am right now and say, well, I'm the righteousness of God? You know, you're Anthony. You're just like everybody else. You know, what makes you so special? Right? It's what I believe. And I can see it. And I believe it. And I act on it. Now, am I perfect? No. I have, I got a long way to go. I need a lot of work. I need to die daily. I do. And Jesus already did. So I, I need to die daily. I need to get my mind renewed. I need to feed myself because I want to walk in that type of vision that sees more than what's right in front of me. Amen. I want to see through the way God wants me to see. Amen. When God sees you, he doesn't see any fault. Right. He sees that precious blood mm -hmm. and he sees you as a son, a daughter. He loves you. Amen. And all he wants to do is be trusted with what he said. Amen. Hmm. When you change your mind, it's not a struggle. You can't be moved. If I said, you're not saved, you can't, I can't move you off of that. It's settled. When we witness to people, you know, they like, well, where is your God? This happened. You know, how, how can God let this happen? I don't believe in a God would allow this. Well, what, what do you think a God would do? That's the one that gets it. <laughs> what do you think a God would do? Uh, you know, then they don't really have an answer for that. And then you have to explain to them why things are happening. But to be able to see based on the word of God gives you supernatural vision. And this is what we're really talking about in this transformation. Meditation is a spiritual law. Joshua. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Is this for you? You don't know. Okay, Brenda got it. Okay. Joshua 1 and 8. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thy shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, then thou shalt have good success. Okay, let's go back to spiritual law. Meditation is a spiritual law. There are, this isn't a law like the law given to Moses, but there are spiritual laws, like you reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. uh, blessings and cursings can't come out the same vessel. By his, by his stripes, you are healed. That's a spiritual law. That something is not going to change. There are some things that went across. Or, no, I want to say that, that's not right. There are some things that maintain their stance throughout the dispensations in the Bible. Grace was present in the Old Testament. Amen. 
Faith was present in the Old Testament and the law of faith. Love was present in the Old Testament. Amen. And mercy. And Jesus. <laughs> Who was the spiritual rock that fed the Israelites while they were in the wilderness? So there are spiritual laws and meditation is one of them. Oh, let me give you another example. A spiritual law. If you want to be forgiven, you must forgive. Mm -hmm. That's a spiritual law. Right. If you want for, you reap what you sow. But I think I might have mentioned that. That's a spiritual law. Now, this book of the law, it says meditate on it day and night, and it shall not depart. And under this particular covenant, and it says observe to do according to all there is written therein. Because there is a scripture that says if you offend one part of the law, you offend the whole thing. That's why we needed Jesus. Because he was the only one that could actually walk out that particular covenant mm -hmm. in perfection. Right. But God gave us mercy mm -hmm. and made sacrifices and different things because he knew man at that point couldn't do it. But now, because we have Jesus on the inside, Amen. which is the Holy Spirit, we now have the ability when we surrender our will to his to follow him. Amen. We don't have to, it's not just my own effort. I have a, a paraclete. I have a, a, a guide, a comforter to, to work right along with me. And it's, he is activated, the Holy Spirit is activated by us bringing forth the word of God in our life. Because really, if we said, God could you come down here and, and save all these people out here that are just going to hell and doing all kind of crazy stuff? Uh, you won't hear nothing. Because he didn't, he didn't, he's, he's done, did everything he's going to do. He told us to do it. Yes, amen. It's on us. He said, even greater works you will do than what I did. What did Jesus do? He went about casting out demons, amen. healing the sick. You know, feeding, meeting people's needs, and these are the things that we're supposed to do. Amen. Uh, I'm gonna flip it. Yeah. You got the thing. Okay. One more, Brandon. Thank you. This is not an opinion. This is not an option. God commanded his people to meditate on his word throughout history because it's spirit because it is a spiritual law and it's how the kingdom of God operate in the earth. Um, Psalm 77 and 6, I call to remembrance my song in the night with me. I call to remembrance my song in the night with my heart. I meditate and with my spirit searches and my spirit searches diligently. That's David. And then Psalm 77 and 12. 
I will meditate also upon all your works and consider all your deeds. David went through a whole lot. Man after God's own heart. And he meditated on the word of God. And it brought him comfort. This is a man, I know a lot of us have heard the stories of his life. You know, trouble in his family, trouble in the kingdom. But he meditated on the word of God. And it caused a transformation in him. So that God could use him. So I think he's a, a good example for us to follow in meditating. He even, he, he meditated so much, he made songs and wrote them down. Mm -hmm. And they're called songs. P-S-P-L-A-M-A-L-M. They are, I've, I've been told that the Psalms were originally put to music. Is that true? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's just an expression of love. Uh, I can remember songs from when I was a kid more than I can remember songs right now. Because we used to sing them over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, when you make something into a song, it, it does something with your memory. And I shared this with my wife. I was taught in the first grade that a syllable is a word or a part of a word containing one vowel sound. <laughs> and we, were, we had to chant it as first grade students. We had to stand up at our desks and say that a syllable is a word or a part of a word containing one vowel sound. And our teacher had a long pointer and she went, hit the desk and that meant say it again in the whole class a syllable is a word or a part of a word containing one it was a song to us but we've learned that and it stuck with me all these years never forget it and you know even little Sunday school songs and things like that it's a way of putting the word of God in you I'm just using that as a natural example but with the word of God the songs that we sing is a way to put that word of God in you. It's a way of meditation. Amen. When we have worship and the, and the songs are, you know, really reaching out to God, you can, you, when you sing, you can meditate while you're singing and allow God to, you know, speak to you Amen. and let this word go to work for you and get a visual picture in your mind's eye of the glory of God. Biblical Psalms 119, 148. My eyes anticipate the night watches, and I am awake before the cry of the watchman, that I may meditate on your word. You want to say something about that? Sure. I know you do. <laughs> so, every night, well, not every night. I would say most nights. Most nights, between the hours of 2.30 and 4.30, I am awakened. Every, I mean, I can count the nights that I sleep through those hours. And it's like an anticipation of that watchman waking me so that I can meditate on God's word and just, I, I, I mean, I lay there and I pray and 
it, there is nothing, there is no more milk, there is no nothing that's going to get me back to sleep during those hours. I am just awake. That is a, that is a watch hour for me to just pray. And so, you know, when when you when you meditate on the word of God, it 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 it, it does it breathes light. It, it brings light and it breathes life into you. And you know, um, it it it's not a harsh thing because I I over the years kind of gotten used to it. And so most of the most of the time I'll get up and I'll I'll either go downstairs or I'll just sit on sit on my bed and read my Bible or just sit there and pray because I know I'm not going to be released until the Holy Spirit is done doing what he wants to do so you know uh, that's like that watchman you anticipating that watchman coming coming to wake you to you know and then I meditate on God's word so and guess what while she's awake somebody oh, wait a minute I wake up, right? Just he just started waking up recently. I, I wake up, so okay, Lord. I say, okay, Lord, what do you want? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know. And you and you sit there, and you, you know, you. T I don't fight it anymore. I used to fight it. I don't fight it anymore. It's okay, Lord. What do you want? And I look, I look for that time, time together with Him. You know, eventually I drift back off and the alarm pops up. But uh, she's done it for years. And, you know, I'm, now I'm kind of getting more in line. So I guess five, six hours of sleep is enough. <laughs> Although I would like more. All right. Next slide. All right. Biblical meditation, we're, we're just going to keep going. Biblical meditation is designed to renew your mind. Think about that. When you meditate on the scripture, you meditate on God's word, you meditate in prayer, it's designed to change our mind. That's what it's designed to do. It's designed to change our mind and expand our capacity to receive the promises of life. It is a way to transform our thinking so that we can think on a higher level on the frequency of God, on the frequency okay. of God, so that, uh, on the frequency of God, <laughs> his slide is cut off, y'all, I'm trying here. Remember. On the frequency of God, remember if something is too big for your mind, it will be too big for your hands. So when when God gave him that, you know, I was I thought about that, you know, I thought I, you know, I kind of rebutted him a little bit, you know, and then I, I kind of got on board. But he said, when something is too big for your mind, it's too big for your hand. And I, the reason I, I rebutted it a little bit is because the, the Bible speaks of uh, God will bless us uh, with things greater than we can imagine, higher than we can think, you know exceedingly abundantly above what we can think or imagine you know but sometimes if you can't think that high you can't go that high you know it, and and so you know and I recognize what God's word said that is being in a place of meditating 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 and God can take you there and you can 
receive exceedingly abundantly above what God, what, what we can think or ask. On the other hand, if we are not meditating and, and or we meditate here and we meditate there and it's just sporadic, you know, then we cannot, we can only, we, if it's too big for our minds, it, it will be too big for our hands. And then, um, and then I thought about, I also thought about how, you know, um, uh, just in life, if you think about it, um, the things that we've been given, it, it can, it can, it can, it can move us in the wrong way or in the wrong direction sometimes. So, so I kind of have two thoughts on, two, two trains of thoughts on this. It kind of goes along with the talents. Kind of goes along with? The talents. The talents, if, yes. If you're given one talent and you don't do anything with it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Brother Carl. It does go along with the talents. If you're given one talent and you don't do anything with it, um, the one that didn't didn't do anything with it, you know, what I really get from that scripture is God called him a wicked and unfaithful servant because he didn't do anything with that one talent. So sometimes if you just if you have that one talent and you're not using it, you can't grow. You can't grow any more talents, or you can't gain any more or any you know so it's it, it, I, I'm still I'm still a little bit um, on the fence about that one. okay <laughs> let, let, let me let me let me make this a little clearer yeah if I if I may God gives us through the meditation of his word promises all the promises of God are yes amen. and amen, amen. In him, right? right? Mm -hmm. If we put a limitation on what God can do from us, do for us, because of what we think, not because of what He said. Mm -hmm. Oh, God can't heal me. Oh, uh, God can't do this for me. You know. Oh, I'll never be anything. That's that person that's really not meditating. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's that person that's really not <laughs> meditating in God's word. So. It, it, that's, those things are too big for their mind so they won't possess those things you have to believe in order to receive it, it doesn't happen by osmosis you have to believe when the, when the jailers uh, said to Paul and Silas after everybody was broken loose out the chain and he said hey we still in here you know he was broke down he said hey what must I do to be saved he said, well, first you got to believe. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we know the rest from that. He baptized him. And he healed, he, you know, washed out their stripes and all that kind of stuff. But it was being in prison. Now, this ain't a rabbit trail, but being in prison, but not being in prison. Mm -hmm. He was free. He was praising God. His mind was free. His mind was free. So we're free. We're not in bondage to anything because whom the Son is free. Is what? Free indeed. So we are free. We are free from our past. We are free from uh, word curses and things that have been spoken over us. 
we, we are free from, you know, people have an opinion, just like they have an opinion about what I'm saying right now, or a comment or something like that. But we are free from allowing that to affect us if we believe God. Mm -hmm. hmm. So that's what I mean. Okay. That's what I meant by that. If something is too big for your mind, it'll be too big for your hand. If you can't believe what God, what God says, you won't be able to possess the things that God says. Amen. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Next slide. Psalms, Next slide. Psalms 1, 1 through 3, King James Version. Oh, we don't, oh, he's, oh, let's see. I'm going to try this from here. Which one? This one on this side. This one? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I could have, folks, I apologize. Could have been doing this all along. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his, and in his law. law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth fruit in his season, his leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Blessed is a man that walks in the counsel of the evening news. <laughs> or stands in the in the way of the bar. Of the bar. <laughs> yeah, nah, not, that's not it. But blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. So that means he's not allowing what the ungodly world to affect what he thinks. Influence. Or influence, I like that better, to influence what he thinks. Right. Why? Because his delight is in the law of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he does, or doth, meditate day and day night. Amen. Can you see the connection of meditating into transformation to be changed? Why? That man, he's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And what does it say? Leave shall not wither. He won't get dried up. He won't run out. Mm -hmm. uh, that means that if that leaf is still out here, you know, we all seeing plants and stuff, you know, you don't put enough uh, water in the flower, eventually they die off, right? But because something is planted by water, it also receives a lot of nutrients, right? So it's able to stay alive. Because the word of God have you ever heard the expression, you're washed by the word? Yeah. The word of God is always sometimes referred to in the water sense. Mm -hmm. And, whew, see, okay. The word of God is always considered into the water sense. And I'll, when we get off camera, I'll, I got a point that I'll make on that, but not now. But the word and water are necessities for life. Amen. Water is such an important element. Mm -hmm. We use it in the baptismal pool back yep. there. Hmm. Why water? That's another Bible study. That's good. 
but didn't go that time. There it is. Wrong. Okay. Yeah. Read that. God wants our thoughts to be in agreement with his thoughts, which are in his word. When you meditate, you are actually sowing word seeds in your mind, which will grow. Stop. Stop. Read that again. When you meditate, you are actually sowing word seeds in your mind, which will grow. Because the word of God is dead. Alive. Alive. Seed. Yeah, the seed. Mm -hmm. You plant a seed in the ground, you expect to return, right? Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Plant, a, plant a seed of the word in our minds, we can expect to return. Amen. Amen. Whatever you sow, you will eventually see manifest in your life, good or bad, true or not true. What you believe will always become your reality. So in this section of meditating on the word, another simple way to put it is just sowing the word in our minds. And we can expect a harvest. Mm -hmm. From sowing. What good farmer goes out and sows and doesn't expect anything back in return? Right. Right. And we can expect from usually from a one seed you get more of a return than just one plant. Right. There's a lot of fruit on the vine. A lot of fruit. Mm -hmm. So this is a seed. Right. Plant it here and let's see the outcome. Okay, let's let's really be diligent about planting this seed right. and seeing the outcome. I just want to add, I can remember as a baby Christian, one thing I did was, you know, when you first get saved, you don't really, I mean, you read, but you don't really like the Bible so much. So, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to be honest, you know, you're just trying to figure it all out. So you start reading, but you don't really have that love for the word like you do in later years. So one thing I did was I left my Bible open by my bedside. And I would just read one scripture a morning. You know, I wanted to be faithful to my word. And I wanted to read it. I wanted to learn to love to read it. So I, I would read that one scripture. And I would try throughout the, out the day to remember what I read in that scripture. And that helped me to learn to meditate on the word of God. Mm. My favorite. <laughs> what you meditate on, that's what you are. Amen. For as he thinketh in his heart, that's the A part of this verse, so is he. What are you thinking about? Mm -hmm. Honestly, what are you thinking about? You thinking about, oh, hope he's done so we can <laughs> move on. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Amen. What are you thinking about? Because look what's in your hand, and it's a reflection of what you're thinking about. Ooh. So my husband used to always say, think about what you're thinking about. Because what you're thinking about is what's going to manifest in your life. So 
he, he, when, when he was in the world, he said there was this thing they called stinking thinking. And it's because of what they thought about. It wasn't, it wasn't the best that they could think. So they considered it stinking thinking. And then when you get on this side, you have to think about what you're thinking about. Because some things that we think about that were prior to Christianity, we have to pull down. And the Bible tells us to cast them, cast down the imaginations of the mind and, and to put on the new man. So we have to think about what we're thinking about. And when you start to pull those things down, you cannot just cast down a thought and think that's going to do it. You have to cast it down and replace. When you replace a thought, when you're putting something new on it, so if you have a negative thought and you're casting it down, then you have to put something from the Word of God, a new thought on top of that thought in order to suppress it and keep it where it needs to be out of your head. And if I... Let's do this one more time. Oh, did I, did I go past it? Yeah, I think so. Is that the last... There no, there it is. Okay. Meditate. Wait, 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 oh, wait. Uh -huh. What she just said, all of that, this is practical application right here. This is how it's done. Meditation. Meditate on a truth or seed that corresponds with the thing promised to you. You desire from God's word and the Holy Spirit will help you. Visual, visual, say it for me. Visualization. Visual, one more time. Visualization. Visual. Visualization. Visualization. <laughs> Imagine, ponder, muse, and here we go. Speak over and over until you see it happening to you. Mm -hmm. Actualization. Act on what you what what you see. When it becomes revelation and manifestation, experience the physical reproduction of what you have already experienced on the inside. I believe I'm healed. Right? So, the manifestation will come because. I will experience the physical reproduction of what is already taking place on the inside. Amen. Healing was done over 2,000 years ago. It was made available for us. Amen. Forgiveness for sins was done when Jesus went on the cross, died, and rose again. Mm -hmm. Over 2,000 years. It's ours now. Right. Peace with God. Jesus made that. He made a way for us to have peace with God. Mm -hmm. Because he is God. Mm -hmm. And he had to do it as a man and God to show us how to do it. Right. So we trust him. Mm -hmm. We follow him. Amen. And as we meditate on his word and put these things into practice, yes. meditation, visualization, actualization, we'll come to the manifestation. So we'll see. Some manifestations soon. Soon. Real soon. In Jesus' name. We're going to see some manifestations. Amen. It's already done on the spiritual end. Mm -hmm. It's already done. But we're going to see some manifestations. Amen. Right? Amen. He said, these signs shall follow 
them that believe. Amen. In my name, they shall do what? Speak with new tongues, right? Heal the sick. And we don't play with snakes. But if one happens to come by, they ain't gonna get me. In the spiritual way. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's, physically. I think that's really what he was talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So with that, we thank you for your time. Amen. Uh, you may want to look at this one a couple of times. It's, a, it's, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. Meditate on God's word and you go right. Because you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time together. Thank you, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word coming into us and making it see and germinating and bringing forth fruit. We thank you, Lord, that you will open doors for us that no man can shut and that you will close doors that no man can open. We thank you for favor coming in and favor going out. We thank you, Lord, wherever our feet tread is holy ground. Thank we you. thank you, Lord, that we speak your truth and love, that we operate out of love, and it's the main motivation behind everything that we do. Lord, we thank you for your thank word. You, we thank you for the increase of the understanding of your word. We thank you for the revelation of sowing your word into our minds and seeing the manifestations of it. And we thank you, Lord, that your word was already settled, so it's done. And we give you the praise and honor and the glory for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.